0: welcome back to the daily poem here on the close reads podcast network i'm david kern today is monday may 13th which means that yesterday was mother's day and as i mentioned on friday's episode uh, over the next few days i'm going to be bringing uh, poems that are about mothers about motherhood or in some cases even uh, dedicated to mothers and the poem that i'm going to read today uh, is called not here it's by jane kenyon Jane Kenyon was an American poet and translator who lived from 1947 to 1995. She was married to the great American poet Donald Hall and was herself New Hampshire's Poet Laureate when she died in 1995. As always, I'll read the poem, offer a few comments, and then read it again. So here is Not Here by Jane Kenyon. Searching for pillowcases trimmed with lace that my mother-in-law once made. I open the chest of drawers upstairs to find that mice have chewed the blue and white linen dish towels to make their nest and bedded themselves among embroidered dresser scarves and fingertip towels. Tufts of fibers, droppings like black caraway seeds and the stains of birth and afterbirth give off the strong, unforgettable attar of mouse that permeates an old farmhouse on humid summer days. A couple of hickory nuts roll around as I lift out the linens while a hail of black sunflower shells falls on the pillowcases, yellow with age but intact. I'll bleach them and hang them in the sun to dry. There's almost no one left who knows how to crochet lace. The bright-eyed squatters are not here. They've scuttled out to the fields for summer, as they scuttled in for winter, along the wall, from chair to skirted chair, making themselves flat and scarce while the cat dozed with her paws in the air. And we read the mail. Or evening paper unaware. When I record these episodes, I often head over to Wikipedia just to get, some of the, to get some of the details of the person's life, like when they lived or when they died. And I often, just for my own amusement, like to look and see how Wikipedia describes a poet's work. It, it does give you a sense of what people popularly think of, of that poet. And on Wikipedia, it says that, quote, her work is often characterized as simple, spare, and emotionally resonant. And for whatever reason, I was sort of taken by those three words being used together. Her work is often characterized as simple, spare, and emotionally resonant. Simple, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I often mention can, can you know, come across as as a as an insult, you know, in, in poetry, we, we think of T.S. Eliot or Ezra Pound or William Carlos Williams or, you know, Dunn or someone like that where, uh, you know, Hopkins, there's a lot of complexity to it. But Jane Kenyon's work is popularly described as simple and spare. And, I, you know, I think this is a poem that has both of those those things that play. I mean, there is a spareness and a simplicity to the language. And there's even a spareness to the imagery in this poem. There's something, you know, sort of haunting or, or sad about it. But then it's almost, it's interesting to think about the way that simpleness and the spareness adds up to the emotional resonance. Kenyon's able to, to get out a, um, to get after, I guess, a, a deep emotional core in her poem without having to manipulate anyone to get there. She describes this very simple scenario in very uh, simple language. And and just by giving us that scenario uh, in vivid, imaginative detail, it's moving because she does that. She doesn't need to manipulate or trick us or be complicated to get, to get there. Of course, sometimes more, the more complicated poems can come across as cold, right? Because they take so much work to decipher. And this is one of those poems that... That speaks speaks about loss, about memory, about legacy, um, about creativity, all at one time, while also recognizing, you know, you know, recognizing that things pass away. That that um, the beautiful things that we make can still get eaten by mice, you know, um, and and but the poem doesn't doesn't seem to be mourning that. I don't think per se. It seems to me, anyway, that. The poet believes that it's natural for the mice to be there, like that there is a um, there's a proper order that that uh, that gives this place for the ma- the mice to winter safely, um, and that they weren't bothering, you know, the poet and her mother-in-law. That they were able to, you know, provide a home in a sense for them, and there's some there's some irony in that that even as the things that they're creating are being. Destroyed or, or or ruined a little bit, um, they're providing a home, uh, a home where the mice can even have children. The aft, the birth and afterbirth is such a striking line that the smell of that is permeating the house, the farmhouse in the summer. So, in a sense, it's a poem that is both a statement of her mother-in-law's legacy and the value of artistry, like crocheting lace. And yet, it's also about the way that. Um, that those kind of legacies and, and memories can take on new meanings and, and be sort of transformed in ways that we don't expect. Um, I find it both melancholy and hopeful at the same time. I think that's probably true for, for many of us and how we remember people that are, no longer, that are no longer with us. So one more time, it's Not Here by Jen Kenyon. Searching for pillowcases trimmed with lace that my mother-in-law once made, I opened the chest of drawers upstairs to find that mice have chewed the blue and white linen dish towels to make their nest and bedded themselves among embroidered dresser scarves and fingertip towels. Tufts of fibers, droppings like black caraway seeds and the stains of birth and afterbirth give off the strong, unforgettable attar of mouse that permeates an old farmhouse on humid summer days. A couple of hickory nuts roll around as I lift out the linens, while a hail of black sunflower shells falls on the pillowcases, yellow with age but intact. I'll bleach them and hang them in the sun to dry. There's almost no one left who knows how to crochet lace. The bright-eyed squatters are not here. They've scuttled out to the fields for summer as they scuttle in for winter, along the wall, from chair to skirted chair, making themselves flat and scarce, while the cat dozed with her paws in the air, and we read the mail or evening paper unaware. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.